Hello and welcome to Research Roundup brought to you by the Primary Care Collaborative Cancer Clinical Trials Group, PC4. I'm Christy Milley and each month we'll be looking at what's new in cancer in primary care research and I'll be talking to authors of recent publications and presentations. Today we're speaking with Dr Gemma Skatchkowski, a research fellow from the University of South Australia. I'm Nikki Davis, your host for this session, and I'm a member of PC4's consumer community. I first met Gemma when she and Dr Rebecca Bergen were awarded a PC4 training award, which is a yearly award that supports projects within the cancer primary care field. I was one of two consumers recruited to join the team working on the systematic review that eventuated from that, which is the focus of our conversation today. This review looked at the nature and impact of patient and public involvement in cancer prevention, screening and early detection research. So let's get right into it. Welcome, Gemma. Thank you for having me, Nikki. To start off with, what exactly is patient and public involvement in cancer research? Why is it important? Patient and public involvement is often defined as doing research with or by the public rather than to, about or for them. It goes by a few different names and in Australia it's often referred to as consumer involvement. The types of activities that this can cover are quite varied and change depending on the nature of the research project. Consumers can be involved at all stages of research. So it could be asking cancer patients or survivors what experiences or problems they think really need researching in the first place, right through to getting input on methods and how we interpret our results and disseminate our findings. This kind of involvement is important because studies have shown that such involvement can make research more transparent and accessible to everyone. Including a patient's voice can make the research question more relevant, it can make study methods more appropriate, and this can help get more people involved in our studies. It can also lead to more user-friendly research outcomes that have a greater chance of being implemented in practice. At the end of the day, it's about involving people in a meaningful way, so that our research has the most positive impact that it can have. Thank you, Gemma. That's a really clear description. And it seems to me that while researchers are constantly reminded about their responsibilities for consumer involvement, there is still a long way to go in terms of the broader public knowing their role in this and understanding what is actually involved. In the conversations that I've had with people, consumer involvement is often envisaged as taking part in a focus group or completing a survey And people are quite amazed when I explain to them the level at which consumers can be involved. And I think it's important to improve this understanding, given that most of us at some point in our lives will be affected by cancer, if not personally, then through someone else close to us. So of the 58 studies that this review included, how would you say that patient and public involvement was usually described? So most of the studies that we found reported involvement of community members or organisations and a range of roles were described, with the most common being inclusion of consumers on some kind of advisory group. Most people were involved at quite a high level, and for this we used the definitions of level of involvement from Cancer Australia. Most studies involved consumers as an equal partner in the research, and a number of studies involved consumers as experts, which means they are being recognised for their expertise on a particular topic, or as an advisor, meaning they gave opinions and guidance to help influence decisions. We found that most patient and public involvement occurred in earlier stages of the research, and most often this was in the design phase. We also saw many studies reporting involvement in determining the research question or in designing the recruitment strategy. We found less involvement at later stages of the research, such as the dissemination of findings, implementation, or ongoing monitoring and evaluation. 
Yes, and our systematic review was pretty distinctive in the way that it incorporated two aspects of patient and public involvement. The first and more obvious was the topic of the review, the nature and impact of patient and public involvement in cancer prevention, screening and early detection research. The second aspect was the inclusion of two consumers on the team, myself being one of them. And the ways in which we were involved illustrates patient and public very nicely. So, for example, we helped in the early stages with refining the research question, the search terms and the eligibility criteria. And when it came to the screening stage, there were some conflicts and we were able to assist with resolving these. We helped with developing the data extraction tool. And as we started seeing the results coming through, I was able to present these at a PC4 scientific meeting as well as at a PC4 consumer workshop. And we also helped with preparing a manuscript, which we're hopeful of seeing published in the not-too-distant future. So, Gemma, are there any benefits or drawbacks to patient and public involvement in research? And is it feasible, do you think, for everyone to be involved? So our review also looked at the impact of including patient or public involvement. The most common benefits that we found reported were improved study design, more effective methods and better recruitment Some benefits were also reported uh, for the interpretation of results, the implementation or dissemination of outcomes, and the translation or adoption of the research findings. But these were fewer, and this likely reflects the fact that patients or the public tended to be involved at earlier stages of the research projects. There were also some challenges that we saw reported, and the main ones here were the time and resources required to engage with patients or the public, or patients in the public not being representative of the population that the research intended to target. Another challenge that was reported was what patients in the public might view as rigid research methodology, or if you look at it from the perspective of researchers, the need to make modifications or compromises that could be viewed as reducing the validity of results. Despite these challenges, I would still say that yes, this is feasible for everyone to do, There are always ways to work with consumers to find solutions and overcome these barriers. And in the end, there's pretty good evidence to show that going to this effort will improve the relevance and impact of your research. If I think about conversations that I've had with other consumer representatives about why they're involved, it's almost invariably because they would like to contribute to making things better for cancer patients. I don't think it's for everyone, though. You do have to be interested in research and you have to be able to commit the time and effort. And if, like me, you don't have a research or medical background, you need to be ready to learn new stuff. But that's one of the benefits that I get out of this. I'd had very limited experience with systematic reviews until this one. But I have to say I always felt supported by you and the other researchers on the team as I became familiar with the process. And so, for example, I was pointed in the direction of the Cochrane Consumer Network, which I found really helpful. And I never felt like I was a burden on the team in this sense, but I guess it could add a bit to a researcher's load if they found that they were having to mentor a consumer member of the team. Just to add something to that, Nikki, everyone on a research team brings a different set of skills and background knowledge. And I think working with consumers is no different in that regard. I think in a lot of ways it makes you a better researcher to be able to communicate the nuts and bolts of what you're doing to someone who doesn't have the same background. So I'd say that I've also learned a lot from doing this study with Uniki and with Julie, who is the other consumer on the team. That's really good to know, Gemma. And something that I'm always conscious of in this role is that my lived experience of cancer is only one amongst many. 
and I'm there to represent a broad view. This can be quite challenging, and in order for me to do this, I need to remain constantly open to the stories of other people's experiences of cancer. So in thinking about the work PC4 supports, cancer research in general practice and primary care, what can we take away in order to improve supporting patient and public involvement in cancer research? So I think all clinicians and researchers can support patient and public involvement in cancer research. A large part of this is awareness of what patient and public involvement is and how it can be done. And there are a number of resources online, including studies like our review and resources from organisations such as Involve in the UK or Cancer Australia, who have released a national framework for consumer involvement in cancer control in partnership with Cancer Voices Australia. And they also have on their website a consumer involvement toolkit, which includes practical information for health professionals and researchers. Treating patient and public involvement as an integral part of the project right from the beginning is important. And so when you're looking at what question you want to investigate in cancer research, you can start by asking consumers what is important to them. And then when you do research, seek to involve them at all stages in a meaningful way. It's about partnership and coming at this with a view of research with consumers or alongside them rather than for them. Working with consumers rather than for them is a really good point to reiterate. And you've mentioned Cancer Australia and its national framework for consumer involvement in cancer control. And I just wanted to add that that's also an important framework for consumers to be familiar with. Consumers really need to understand what is meant when we talk about consumer capability or capabilities and the roles and responsibilities that go with that. And in going forward, how can we more accurately and consistently evaluate the impact of patient and public involvement in cancer research? And can this affect the quality and relevance of the research? So this is a great question because if something isn't properly recorded and evaluated, it's very hard for others to know exactly what you've done and what the benefits or drawbacks of this process have been. Accurate reporting also helps us to learn from past research and to improve things going forward. Information about patient and public involvement in the studies included in this review was generally quite limited, and this isn't surprising since the focus of most publications was on the research findings rather than the focus being on patient and public involvement itself. We also found, and other reviews in the past have identified the same thing, that it can be difficult to find all research that involves patients and the public. And this is due to a number of reasons, including the diversity of terms that are used to describe involvement, a lack of detailed reporting, and a lack of requirement for this information by journals. In terms of how this could be improved in the future, researchers need to thoroughly describe the process of consumer involvement in their reporting, and there are many ways they can do this. If you're looking for guidance, there are already many tools such as reporting templates, like the GRIP checklist, that aim to help researchers report a standard set of information about the nature of involvement, the impact and the challenges they faced. I think encouraging the reporting of this information is a great place to start so that when we do involve patients or the public in our work, it's visible and we can learn from it. And I have to say, as a consumer, the lack of evidence around the reporting, evaluating patient and public involvement, it can be quite frustrating and disappointment. But I have lots of hope for the future, though. Uh, In recent years, I've seen huge changes to the way that consumers are able to be involved in research to the extent that many now work as consumer investigators. And I think its importance has been well recognised. So I believe that 
as the same is going to happen with the reporting evaluating side of things it just hasn't caught up yet and there are already lots of tools out there for researchers to use such as the active framework if people aren't familiar with authors and consumers together impacting on evidence as well as the grip reporting checklist which you've already mentioned and these were used for the systematic review it's been lovely to talk with you today, Jim. I really enjoyed working with you on the systematic review, and I'm so looking forward to seeing where we go next with the paper. Thank you for having me today, Nikki. It's been wonderful working with you on this project. Thanks for downloading Research Roundup produced by PC4. You can access the articles and other information in our show notes. Please let us know what you think about this episode by emailing us at info at pc4tg.com.au or keep in touch via Twitter, where you'll find us at PC4TG. And there's also our website, which is pc4tg.com.au.